Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 46. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and we do that by taking the advice of some of the restaurant industry's most successful restaurant professionals and authorities, and since it's Thursday, we'll be talking to one of those authorities, and it's going to be a great one. Make sure you get your pen and paper out or your Evernote app open because you're going to want to take some notes. Uh, it's a really jam-packed full of great content. Uh, our guest today just knows what she's talking about, and it's going to make your marketing, your social media marketing uh, efforts really kick some serious butt. Also, I would love a five-star review on uh, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It really helps with getting me noticed. Uh, just go to my website, www.restaurantunstoppable.com. All the links are there. And if you are so kind to give me a five-star review, I will return that kindness by giving you and your restaurant a shout-out on future upcoming episodes. And I'll tag you when I publish the episode, so you will get a little bit more traffic with your SEO and all that jazz. Uh, just my way of saying thank you. Uh, and you won't miss a single episode if you subscribe. So um, before I introduce you to today's spotlighted guest, let me kindly remind you to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Pinterest. I'm out there and I want to connect with you. Tell me what restaurant owners you want to hear from. Tell me where the pain is. Tell me where I can help. I'm here to serve you and I can only serve you to my fullest potential if you engage with me and let me know how I can serve you best. So with that said, enjoy today's show. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Anna Tazin. Anna, are you ready to drop some bombs of knowledge on our listeners today? Definitely, but only in an unpopulated area. Okay, very kind of you. Thank you for being considerate. Um, well, let me just give a quick introduction, and then I will uh, pass it over to you to kind of elaborate on who you are and what your story is. Anna is the manager of digital innovations at National Restaurant Association. And uh, she was so kind to come on today and talk to us uh, about uh, her experience with digital media and marketing. Uh, and, but give us a big picture. What's your story? And uh, uh, how did you get into this industry? And um, what are you going to share with us today? Sure, sure. Thanks, Eric. And thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm so flattered to be on here. Oh, it's a pleasure um, to have you. Uh, at the National Restaurant Association, I've been here for about three years now, um, and my job has evolved ever since coming on board. I actually got started in journalism, so I wasn't even related to that. But I started in the food industry back when I was in high school as a waitress for a German food restaurant, and okay. I actually got to wear the Lederhosen, oh, which was yeah. very exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Lederhosen. I can't remember the word for the female version of whatever. Um, anyway, whatever but, it was, I'm sure it was incredibly awesome. It, as, as a 16-year-old <laughs> angsty girl in a small town in Texas. It was wonderful. Um, but uh, here at the NRA, uh, the other NRA, um, I do a lot of different things. Most of our digital products fall under me, including all web, all mobile, all social, which is a lot. 
Um, and then I also help restaurateurs think about how they might engage with their guests on different innovative ways. So social media, yes, but also more traditional marketing strategies. And I also help come up with new products. Uh, and I'm also working on uh, an entrepreneurial startup wing of the NRA, which is just, just formulating and stuff like that. It's really more ideation stage right now. But it's very exciting and such a really great time to be part of an awesome industry. Oh, that is exciting. I had no idea about that last part, but that sounds really interesting. Um, maybe we can learn more about that when we wrap things up. Um, but you know what's awesome about you is not only are you an expert in digital media and marketing, but you're also an expert and professional in the restaurant industry. And there are certain things um, that may, might set this industry apart from others, which is why I'm really excited to have you on the show and for us to learn from you. Um, today, what we're going to talk about, content strategy. And then once we have that strategy, we're going to talk about uh, the tools that we can use to implement that strategy. Um, and then once we are implementing the strategy, we're going to talk about metrics, the things we can do to track where we're going, uh, where we were, where we, where we are, and where we're going. Because you can't really uh, measure what you can't uh, – or you can't – what's the word? Help me out here. You can't uh, – <laughs> you can't um, improve on what you can't measure. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then we're going to also just – go from um, you know what are what we can think about in the future what other platforms are opening up that we can be on to get more exposure and uh, you're going to give us some great examples of who's killing it right now what restaurants are doing a great job and who we can all learn from so I'll let you uh, take it from there um, I guess first hit us with the uh, content strategy what strategy should we be using uh, when we are approaching our social media efforts Sure. Okay. So there are lots of different ways to look at content strategy. And just to throw a definition out there really quickly, um, this guy from Razorfish said that content strategy encompasses the discovery, ideation, implementation, and maintenance of all types of digital content, links, tags, metadata, video, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the way to look at that is how is your brand communicating online specifically? Uh, and so depending on what your brand is like, you need to reflect that in your content strategy. So if you're a very um, white tablecloth, very serious sort of restaurant, uh, you need to reflect that versus if you are a fast casual chain, you know, your conversation, your conversational tone is going to be different. But the most important part of content strategy, I think, is to put yourself on a calendar because that keeps you, uh, that adheres you to different dates and times and you know what's coming up. It's so easy to get lost in the day-to-day -day social media grind uh, when you don't know what you're talking about. Like you could post your special, sir, but then you don't know what you're going to say tomorrow or this afternoon. And so really taking the time, you know, every week or every month to plan out what you're going to say in the coming weeks is very helpful. It's basically just like outlining an essay. Like, what are you going to say in your essay? Give yourself some bullet points. Make sure that you hit all of those. Mm -hmm. awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So across all of that, you want to make sure that you're staying aligned with your brand image, just like I mentioned. Um, and you have to make sure that you're posting really good content, not just, you know, announcements. Um, so one of the things to remember here, so I said so set up a calendar. Uh, this kind of gets into some of the tools, but I'll do that a little bit. Uh, but start marking your special days. Um, holidays, for sure, that's really obvious, mm -hmm. but also geographical information. So if your city is having like a summer festival or a fall festival, or if they have like a watermelon day or something like that, mark those on your calendar and then back up a week or two and start promoting what you're going to be doing at your restaurant on those days. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, you know, that provides you some content right there. And that's, that's really great. Awesome. Um, all good stuff. And I, I don't know if you're ready to move on, but uh, I just want to 
point out some of the things I was thinking about when you were talking. Um, you say, you know, you have to first identify who you are, who are you trying to be? And I think a, a lot of the time, a lot of people that struggle with social media don't understand that social media shouldn't be used to broadcast. It's really an opportunity, an extension to be yourself, uh, be who you are. If, so if you are a restaurateur and you're an India restaurant owner, in many circumstances, your restaurant is a reflection of you. So just be yourself and engage with anybody and everyone like you would if you were using your own personal Facebook account. Um, right. And I mean, that's for the indie restaurants. I don't, I don't know if much of my audience is the, the franchise chain uh, world, but um, if for many of the people that I feel like we interview and, we, and who listen to us, they own their restaurants and they are just, their restaurant is an extension of who they are. So think of it that way. And then also consistency is huge. And that's where you're talking about the calendar. Uh, you have to stick with it. And by using a calendar and having things uh, marked, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk to us in regards to strategy? Sure. Yeah. So uh, as far as frequency, uh, which is part of your strategy, I would recommend five to 10 times on Twitter and one to four times on Facebook daily. That's a lot, I realize, for an independent restaurant. But if you can schedule these things and we can talk about that in the tools area ahead of time, it really saves you in the end. Because because of Facebook's changing algorithm, you do have to post more frequently in order to show up in people's newsfeed. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but good point on the conversational tone and we can get into that later when I talk about some of the individuals, but there are people out there like they speak just how they regularly would. It's fantastic. Um, just real quick before you get too far from uh, what you just mentioned, you said, uh, you know, SEO and algorithms for Facebook. What else do we need to know about what will get us noticed on the newsfeed for, uh, when we're posting, what do we need to keep in mind? Some of the other things. Sure. So one of the reasons, one of the ways to get picked up on Facebook's algorithm is to make sure that your content is engaging enough that people are sharing it by shareable content. I mean, content that people can identify with. So not just like we have a burger special today, but what kind of burger are you? Are you a spicy burger? Are you a avocado burger? Things like that. So things that people can identify with, uh, like, you know, that you see those silly quizzes all the time. The reason they pop up so much is because people are constantly sharing them. And so if you create shareable content, you'll show up more in not only your followers' uh, newsfeed, but also friends of your followers' newsfeed. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and also, what about, does it matter when what time we um, schedule? Oh, totally, totally. So the way we call it in, in marketing and in journalism is something called day parting. Okay. And you basically divide the day into different types of content. So you're not going to talk about your dinner specials at 7 a.m because no one's thinking about dinner right then. But what they are thinking about is maybe a coffee break or a muffin or something like that. And I know a lot of restaurants are starting to you know, try to influence what's being offered at breakfast and pull people in for breakfast foods, that that's a really good time to start thinking about that. Um, now, don't forget nights and weekends. Like if you want to think about what your um, guests are doing on social media, you want to try and emulate them. What are you doing on social media? Are you on social media on Sunday morning? Chances are yes. You are looking at Facebook. You are stalking high school people. It happens. And so you want to post at those same times that people are on there. Um, there are some great studies out by uh, Pew, P-E-W, um, that has information on when people are online and they break it down by demographic too. So when are women more, most online? When are men most online? That sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. All great stuff. Um, and just, uh, you had mentioned the content is so important, the type of stuff you're posting. Don't just post we're having a burger, but post what kind of a burger. So, like you said, people can relate. But then also, if you can leave it open-ended, like say you're doing a burger special where it's make your own burger, don't just say, hey, we're doing make your own burger. Say something like, hey, we're doing make your own burger. What kind of burger would you make? So by keeping it open-ended like that, you're... you're um, enticing people to comment and when people comment on your content and share your content that's what brings more people in so engage like you said before uh all great stuff and exactly like, and we mentioned the time plays it like when are people going to be looking at this so all things that are very important um do you have any resources you want to share with us um when it comes to strategy while we're here before we move on to the tools mm. Not really. I mean, the tools kind of help out with your strategy, so we can move into that if you'd like. But there okay. isn't there isn't like a um, a diary helper or anything like that. But okay. I think if you really need to take a look at your strategy and need to start talking about brand, you need to probably hire someone to help you with that. Do you think of a book, maybe a book that you've read or would suggest anybody that talks about social media strategy? You know, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I can send you a few links if you want to include it with the article later. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about the tools that are out there uh, that we can use to make our efforts more effective, more productive, and more efficient. Okay. So um, I mentioned the calendar. Google Calendar is probably the easiest one out there to access. And since it's very, most people have a Google account, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend going with that. That one's really easy and collaborative. Um, it, it's very, very easy to start plugging things in. Um, so I would recommend going with Google Calendar. Uh, some of the other tools that we use, Crowd Booster is great, um, Social Flow, Bitly. Uh, Bitly is great for shortening your URLs because sometimes when you're linking to something, you have these really long URLs. And if you only have, you know, 160 characters, you want to make sure you get as much out of it as possible. Uh, another great tool, too, uh, if you're using WordPress, is called Pretty Link, uh, just to add that. Yeah. In. Sorry to derail you. No, not at all. That's great. Um, and then I would also look for tools that have the ability to schedule, like I mentioned before. So Sprout Social is a great one. Um, Buffer is a really good tool. And then I think, I mean, we, we work with them, and so I think they're wonderful, of course, is Hootsuite. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been uh, by far the best tool that I've, I've ever used. We have the Enterprise Edition, so we're able to have lots of team members working on all sorts of things. We can tag things for follow-up. Um, we can schedule, certainly. But they also have a really cool thing now where they actually suggest content for you to post. So their algorithm takes a look at the kind of content that you've been posting, looks at your audience, and suggests things for you to post, which is crazy. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. Now, I wouldn't automatically approve some of those things because because of our acronym for our name. Sometimes we get some crazies, you know, <laughs> that, that wanted to say some things on Hootsuite, and and so we have to go through and like unapprove those. But um, it's it's a really good one. But another really good tool. Um, I, I forgot to even talk about photos and video, but another really good tool to uh, use is ViscoCam. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's V-S-C-O Cam, and it's like a camera, like your normal iPhone or Android camera, but the ability to um, manipulate the images on there it is is really great. It's yeah. a fantastic tool. And uh, kind of just jump back a little bit to a content strategy. Um, sure. I think you're going to – you want to mention, uh, you know – Imagery is great. Video and uh, photo is great just because of the fact that we are in the industry of, uh, you know, people think we make food, uh, but we don't. We make experiences, and the best way to sell experiences is through imagery and through experience. You want to um, show people what they can expect. 
So did you want to add anything on the topic of video photo? and uh, photo for yes? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, I could go on all day about this stuff. So I actually wrote an article um, that sits on restaurant.org right now about using Instagram for your restaurant. And I think Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are all really great tools to distribute your images. Um, but paying attention to how your photos look is very important. And there's all sorts of tips online, including in my article, about how to make them look really good. But when possible, include a, a photo because um, not only are obviously Instagram has it show up in the feed and Facebook does as well, but Twitter has started to do that too. So when you post a photo to your uh, Twitter feed, it shows up in people's streams too. Uh, so not just a link, but the actual, the photo itself. Awesome. So um, yeah, there's all sorts of ways you can do it. You can, um, you can take photos of your storefront. You can take photos of your menu, your specials board. Um, there's this really great, oh man, I can't remember their name. They're a Filipino restaurant in New York, I want to say, or in the Northeast. And they have their specials board also has like a, a Tagalog. I hope I'm saying that right too. Word of the day. And it, it's, it's kind of neat. You know, they have, uh, they take a photo of it and send it out on Instagram every day. Well, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's That's really cool. unique. Awesome. And then also like behind the scenes photos are really important. So in the kitchen itself, um, you should, you know, take photos of that too. People look great in their chef's whites. So why not take photos of them? Great. And uh, another another resource, uh, episode 35 of Restaurant Unstoppable with Derek Richmond, who spoke at the National Restaurant Association uh, convention on the topic of taking the perfect food selfie. Um, really, we're not all photographers, so he is a photographer and he tells us what we need to be considering when taking uh, that food selfie. So Yeah, um, I listened to that episode. It was really good. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so I'll have the links in the show notes to everything we're talking about. Just go to restaurant unstoppable forward slash 46 for all the notes and links we discussed in today's show. So now that we talked about all the tools you can use, um, we, you know, first we talked about the strategy. Now we have the tools. Now we need to make sure our, um, tools are being put to good use. And we do that by measuring, uh, our efforts. And how do we do that? What, what would you suggest we do for that? Anna? Sure. Okay. So, um, there are three things that I would pay attention to in metrics, and I'll just do a quick overview here. Reach is really important. Reach is measured by your overall likes, followers, that sort of thing. So how many people are you actually organically reaching whenever you post something? Now, on Facebook, because they changed their algorithm, love those guys, but your reach is not necessarily how many uh, likes that you have on your page anymore. So whenever you post something on Facebook, it's important to use the Facebook analytic tools, which are fantastic, by the way, to go in and take a look and see um, how many people actually saw that. Okay. Um, awesome. What other tools can we use to measure the analytics? Oh, for okay, sure. So on measuring analytics, like I said earlier, uh, Sprout Social, Hootsuite, Social Flow, even Bitly to a certain extent have some really good uh, analytics tools. But um, Google Analytics is still a very good leader when it comes to analytics, not only on the web, but also on social. And they have some great resources online that you can look around and uh, see how they can help you measure social. So that one's really good. Um, But in, in metrics beyond just reach, and I think that reach is um, pretty cloying. So I wouldn't just use reach as a measurement. The most important thing is engagement and, and less on broadcasting. And I think that when you talk about engagement, you have to know that these conversations are going on. And so you have to search for them first. So set up a Google alert. If you, if you need to, to see when people are posting about your restaurant, um, but also use the search tools on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram. There's tons of them out there, Tumblr as well, to see when people are talking about your restaurant. And uh, don't forget to include the misspelled name of your restaurant too. Yeah, the commonly misspelled. It's very smart. And um, to talk about a little more about reach and engagement, another way to kind of paint that picture, which uh, I've used or I've heard used is not to use the word engagement, but impact. Um, how much of an impact... I mean, you might be able to reach a lot of people, but are you leaving an impression with them? Are you impacting them? And is what you're saying sticking with them? Um, the best way to think about it is like you could throw a pebble at somebody, but it's just going to bounce off. You might have a handful of pebbles and you might hit a bunch of a whole crowd of people, but they're not going to notice because they're just small little pebbles. But, you know, if you take a boulder and roll it down a hill of a, a crowd of people, you're going to impact a lot of people and they're going to know that boulder was there. Uh, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but I'm just trying to say like, you don't want to just put little pebbles out. You want to engage and impact people and make them um, respond to what you're doing. Uh, and they're, they're going to respond to a boulder rolling down a hill. They might not respond to a, a pebble bouncing off their chest, but you know right. what I'm trying to say. So I do. I do. Okay, so I think that a really good example of a boulder rolling down the hill is whenever Wendy's introduced their pretzel burgers. Um, they did that on Facebook, not on any other network, not even on television. They did it first on Facebook, and they did it with these crazy videos of people singing odes to pretzel burgers. And it was quirky and crazy, and people wanted to share it and learn more about it, and that was a huge boulder. I mean, um, yeah, like whenever you think of like things going viral, that is an example of a boulder rolling down a concert on a hill and crushing a thousand people. Uh, <laughs> you're, very, you're very violent. But, you know, I mean, you might not hit the whole crowd, but you're going to really leave an impact on those few that you do hit. And they're going to and their families are going to be torn apart because they just got killed by a boulder and it's going to spread. And that, but that's just a way to, you know, it's 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 the only way I can think of to really spread the, or help you understand the concept. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, that boulder, man, you got to you got to crush some people. Exactly. (laughs) A really good way to measure your boulder impact, by the way, is uh, another metric called inbound. Um, So you can look at inbound links. There are lots, if you're using Google Analytics, for example, it's just called inbound links. Um, And you go and see where people are reaching you. So the majority of the links on the internet that are linking to your site are not going to be found on social, but a good percentage of them will be. And so by looking at your inbound links and seeing where they're coming from, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, for example, uh, you can tell where people are responding most. So if you have a huge inbound link, uh, uh, percentage from Twitter, you know that a lot of people are engaging with you on Twitter. Um, and, other sites linking to your site is the key to, to search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good way to use a social met- metric to also impact your search engine optimization. Awesome. All you know, incredible advice. Um, and it also tells you where your audience is and where your target market is. So you can, you know, maybe focus your efforts on those certain platforms, or maybe it says it's telling you that you need to put more effort into the other platforms. Right. Um, and to keep in mind, um, you know, you had mentioned Google Analytics. Um, our goal with social media is to drive people back to our home base, and our home base is our own website. So you can't, um, you know, undermine the significance of your own website, and that's what Google, Google Analytics will be good for because you can track um, how many people are coming to your own website and whether or not, um, and especially if you're doing online ordering, that's really important. Things like that, or if you have merchandise on your website, um, any way you can increase that margin is really important. So. 
Um, all this stuff is super, super important. And uh, we could go on uh, for days about metrics and other strategies, but to try to stay within the parameters of a, at least a half hour, which I almost never do. So I don't know <laughs> what my deal is. We're going to move on to the next bulleted point we're going to discuss today, which is um, some of the other platforms that we need to start considering. And uh, I mean, we need to be everywhere. And uh, there's so many different platforms out there, especially if you're uh, target market are millennials because they tend to be the early adopters of these platforms. So what, what platforms do you want to talk about? Who are the other, other guys out there we should be looking at? Right, exactly. So along the same vein of search engine optimization, you want to make sure that you're using Google Plus and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why uh, that impacts your Google search result, but you should definitely be on Google Plus, even if it's just updating from time to time. I, I wouldn't recommend spending all your time there, um, but it is important to go ahead and have some photos up there, uh, your contact information, uh, that sort of stuff. So cover that. Um, Foursquare and Swarm. So Foursquare right now is splitting. Uh, where Foursquare will kind of be like a Yelp competitor uh, where people can decide where to go. And then Swarm is going to be their check-in service. So just make sure that your restaurant is listed on both of those places. You can also use Foursquare and Swarm to offer deals and specials um, that people will see when they're out and about and around them. So that's another place to be. Um, Pinterest, it's not just for planning your wedding anymore. A lot of people (laughs) are using Pinterest to talk about food. Um, You see most people talking about food that they prepare at home on Pinterest, but you're starting to see a lot of foodies as well post their their pictures and places they want to visit, even just photos of the restaurant itself on Pinterest. Um, And if it's pretty enough, you know, you can get a lot of people sharing that information and that content. So Pinterest should be there too. Uh, And then the last two that I'll talk about are Vine and Snapchat. Um, Vine is, is, of course, the first place where we started to see shareable videos online or on social media. Instagram quickly followed that up and uh, revised their operating system so that they can hold video. Uh, Now Twitter is doing the same with their ability to host GIFs. Anyway, but Vine is the six-second video service. Um, And when you're limited to that amount of time, you have to be extremely creative about getting your message out there. And so Vine is really more of a, I would say it's kind of like your performance art area, uh, for for social media and so just to go on there and take a look at what some of the restaurants are doing and i'll mention them later uh but vine is a really interesting service and then snapchat so the yum brands specifically taco bell have done a great job on snapchat about releasing information whenever they release their new doritos lock doritos locos taco flavors they did it on snapchat first and that was a way to reward their loyal audience. So for Snapchat, you know, you have to go on and elect to follow certain people, elect to receive their information. And whenever Taco Bell released it, people could go and, you know, hold down their screen and see it, but only for a few seconds. So it feels really exclusive and exciting and hidden. And so I would recommend, you know, looking at that area too. Yeah. And there's a lot of great things you can do to use uh, Snapchat to get people in your door. For example, uh, make it a rule that if you get a Snapchat from this restaurant, you can't open that Snapchat until you come in. So you, we, you can prove to us that you're one of our Snapchat followers. And when they do reward them with maybe a discount or a free appetizer or something, but you know, they, and it kind of builds, um, you know, what's the word? It, it kind of builds that uh, anxiety or not anxiety, but, um, Buzz. The buzz, and you're like, oh, I, I want to open this Snapchat. What is it? We, we need to go to Joe's Pizza and open this, like, get a pizza so I can see what the hell this picture is. Right. Um, so it's just a really cool way to engage people and get them coming in the door. 
Um, and it's just there's so many creative things we can do out there. So yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I'll let you take take off where you left off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's a really good tip that people can use it for. It it sounds silly, I know, but it actually does make people feel special, and that's what social media is all about is is engaging and making feel people feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last uh, other guy that I'll mention is Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr has been around for a, a few years now, and they are doing some really interesting things with restaurants. Um, I have really good contacts over there of people who want to help restaurants engage more. Uh, but the, the person who was doing it best, I think, for a while was Denny's. Uh, Denny's really did a good job at, t- at emulating their diner um, brand onto Tumblr. It was very welcoming. It was very warm. It was kind of irreverent, like Tumblr things can be. Um, but Tumblr is a really good place to start looking for um, good opportunities as well. Awesome. So you've given us some uh, great examples of some of the other tools or the, the other platforms that are out there that we can use um, to be everywhere and to really uh, increase that reach. Um, but I mean, in case people are still uncertain on the best ways, the best practices, um, do you have any examples? Can you, can you give us ex- some examples of some of the restaurants that are out there that are just killing it and uh, people who we can use as an example uh, to kind of emulate their efforts in our own restaurants? Yes, definitely. There are some really great restaurants out there. I think that um, Arby's is actually doing a really great job on social media. Um, if you remember during, was it the Emmys or the Grammys? I think it was the Grammys. Uh, whenever they tweeted at Pharrell about the hat, that was very funny. And people caught on mm-hmm. to that. And they've just overall been doing a really great job at paying attention to social media. They do a lot of social listening, which means listening to what it is people are saying about the brand on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing a fantastic job. Duncan, uh, Duncan Donuts, um, excellent job at, at their engagement. It seems like every time someone mentions Duncan, they get a personal response from the Twitter account. It may not be from the national account. It could be from one of their local ones, but they're doing a really good job too. Um, Shake Shack, uh, is, is fantastic. And now I'm craving a burger now that we've been talking about it. Um, but they're, I don't even live in New York, but I still go to their Manhattan camera to see how long the line is at Shake Shack every day. And it's just, it's kind of like watching Panda Cam or the, the Honey Bee Cam or something like that. You want to see these people who come out from their offices every day to get in the Shake Shack line. And it's just kind of a silly thing to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Boloco, the burrito joint, which I think is only in the Northeast. I don't think, I think that's all all they are. Um, They're doing a really good job as well. Um, And then there are individual companies, or excuse me, individual chefs doing a really good job too. Um, Scott Schroeder out of Philadelphia, Matthew Jennings from Boston, uh, Andrew Zimmern. He's great on both Vine and Instagram. He actually has some really cute stuff. Rick Bayless actually shoots his own Vine videos too, and they're pretty good. Um, Chris Cosentino. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, Lucky Peach is also a really good one to take a look at. Now, that's the publication that is from the Momofuku people. Okay. And uh, I do wish David Chang would post a little more because every time he does, like it gets, it sets off a wildfire. But his um, the the sister company Lucky Peach is doing a really good job. Awesome. Well, I mean, you've given us some great examples of people who are absolutely killing it. And I just want to uh, kind of leave on some final thoughts here. Um, you know, I I'd like to think that I'm a voice to help people in their in, you know, indie restaurant owners. Uh, and we've mentioned some chains of franchises that are doing great things, and we can all learn from these people. Um, the truth of the matter is they are very good at having systems and procedures in place and being very smart about how they approach things. Um, but we have uh, – indie restaurant owners have – 
a intimacy with their guests and their their customers that I feel like is very hard for these uh, chains and these corporations to compete with. And if you use what they're doing um, with your, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is we have the ability to have way more impact because of our relationships with our guests. Um, so if we if we take this time to learn from what these guys are doing um, and you, we use the tools and the technology that are there. Um, we can do some pretty incredible stuff, but it's a matter of using the tools, guys, and that's really important. And uh, all the tools we talked about today are going to be linked um, to in the show notes. So don't forget, just restaurant unstoppable slash forty six, and um, it'll all be there to help you guys make your restaurant dreams just a little bit more unstoppable. Uh, and you know, uh, we'll try to. Yeah, that's all I guess I have. So Anna, do you have anything else to add before we wrap things up? No, I think that covers it. All right, awesome. So I give everybody who's a guest on my show an opportunity to call somebody out uh, in the industry that they respect and they believe would be an incredible guest to the show. So who's one person you think would just make a great guest and something we could all learn from um, on the show? Oh, to be a guest on the show? Hmm. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I think you should definitely reach out to the people at Stumptown Coffee. I think that overall, social-wise and web-wise, they're doing a fantastic job and uh, at emulating their brand across all their different platforms. Stumptown Coffee. Correct. All right. I'm coming after you guys, uh, and I hope you are uh, ready to help all of our listeners make their restaurant dreams unstoppable. And Anna, how can we connect with you? Um, you've been an incredible guest. Uh, let our folks at home know, um, you know, how we can connect with you and the, the, the services and the other things you provide over at the uh, National Restaurant Association. Sure. So you should definitely go to the website, restaurant.org, uh, check out the National Restaurant Association and become a member. If you're not already, we have lots of different membership types and pricing. Uh, definitely read Manage My Restaurant, which is where I contribute. And then I'm also hosting a conference in Atlanta in October called the Restaurant Innovation Summit, which is a meeting of marketing and IT professionals in the restaurant industry. Awesome. All incredible stuff. Um, I'll be sure to check it all out myself. And uh, I guess this is where we say goodbye. And uh, again, thank you so much for your time uh, and your knowledge and uh, sharing it with my audience and helping everyone uh, get to be a little bit more unstoppable with their own restaurant efforts. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Eric. No problem. Holy cow, what an incredible episode. That girl, Anna, man, she knows her stuff. Um, I hope this all was valuable for you. I know I found value in today's episode. Uh, Just a couple things before we part. I wanted to share a few more resources with you. Anna had sent me an email after we we, uh, recorded, and she wanted to recommend a few books. Uh, Those two books are uh, Contagious by Jonah Berger and Spreadable media by henry jenkins and i would also recommend uh, likable by dave kirpin and uh platform by michael hyatt and all those books will be in the show notes uh also a few more resources that weren't mentioned in the episode that i would like to share with you personally um so these are some resources that will help you uh you know with being more of a content creating machine and kind of create the big picture of uh, how you can create that incredible content to give you that full impact. Uh, and, uh, that first tool would be, uh, our friend over at nextrestaurants.com, uh, Brandon Hall. He has some great articles on his blog on how to, uh, make the most of these tools we spoke about today. Also, there's um, one of my favorite podcasts for marketing is uh, Online Marketing Made Easy by Amy Porterfield. I've mentioned her before in the show. 
Don't forget fellow restaurant podcaster Nate Riggs and his podcast, Social Restaurant Podcast. He also has a cool blog with a lot of great tips. And then um, lynda.com is another really cool resource uh, because we aren't all uh, studs when it comes to uh, you know creating that content. Uh, we need some social media skills, or, or sorry, uh, we need some social, not social anything, we need multimedia skills. And uh, if you go to this website, it's uh, filled with video tutorials on how to create those incredible pieces of content that you can share on your social media platforms. Uh, so check that out as well. And I have some great news. If you're one of those people that are uh, sitting at home today, like shaking your head and just saying to yourself, oh man, I have no desire to take on all this extra workload and I have no uh, idea how to use social media and I'm so overwhelmed and I just don't want to do it. Well, good news. This is a great opportunity for you to engage your employees and delegate these responsibilities to them. By doing so, you're going to make them feel like they are like 10 times more valued as an employee at your restaurant by giving them that responsibility. And who knows, you might have a whiz kid on board who is just a multimedia like God or social media expert and you didn't even know it. So put it out there. Uh, put some feelers out there. You might have some incredible talent right underneath your nose and you may not even know it. Um, so this could be a great chance to, uh, like I said, uh, engage with your employees and uh, to Fill that need of purpose that we talked about with Maslow's hierarchy of needs that will make them become a more loyal employee and uh, somebody that you want on your team. Um, and with that said, I'm all done. I'll leave you alone. It's been fun. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Peace out.